Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door to door sales reps. Your all in one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Digitex is in Edmonton, Red Deer, Calgary, Medicine Hat, Lethbridge, now in Kelowna and Kamloops. I could swear Hugh Porter did that because he wants to spend more time in Kelowna. Like, who doesn't? It's a pretty cool place. Uh, You can uh, reach us on our... Uh, via text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And courtesy of our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service electrical prefabrication and solar, we are pleased to be joined with our weekly hit, uh, longtime NHL executive, now uh, one of the top analysts in the business for Sportsnet. It is Brian Burke. Hi, Brian. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. I'm going to start this from a little bit different perspective, okay? Often we're uh, guilty of being a little Oiter-centric, but that said, the show is called Oilers Now. Uh, But, you know, uh, how challenging is it for you as a guy who has managed teams in, uh, specifically, I'm going to look at Toronto, uh, of course, you spent you know time in Calgary and Vancouver as well. But when you're doing games uh, involving the Maple Leafs, and and maybe you had a little bit different philosophical approach than the current regime, uh, is that is that at all difficult for you in terms of assessing uh, and maybe having to not that you would ever hold back your your opinions, but um, you know maybe not quite going all in on them. Well, I don't know anything to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the, the, the day I hold back. I'm of no use to Sportsnet or anyone else. I mean, I'm going to say what I think. Yep. Uh, I'm sure there are people who attack me on social media for being hard on the leash because they fired me and I'm bitter. And I don't follow anyone on social media, so I'm spared any of that angst. They're worried about what, what people think because there are a lot of stupid people on the Internet. So and people think they're smart because they can turn a computer around. Well, I don't. 
Yeah. So I'm sure there are people, but, you know, what I say to them is, first off, I'm not bitter about getting fired. I got fired a few places, right? So that's the nature of our job. And I was treated very well when I was here. I'm very proud of the fact that I was the GM of a famous team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Second, right. I'm a season ticket holder. I still have season tickets here. No one's cheering louder for them to do well than, than me. Yeah. And third, we're the, we're the major rights holder. If the Leafs ever win a Stanley Cup, the ratings will be globally will be off the charts. Yeah, Gary. So Bevin why was, wouldn't I want them to win? Yeah, Gary will come back to you guys and try to juice you for another. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, ten, you know, get, get some more out of you, right? Yeah. Work, squeeze that orange yeah. a little bit more to bring in some more money. So, uh, so, so I go back. I go back. I have a different philosophy. Uh, I think I know what I'm doing in this business. I think I had a successful career. Um, the industry is changing, but not that rapidly. I'm not out of touch with this. Uh, I believe in analytics. I just don't believe it's the first line of attack when you evaluate players. Yeah. So they're, they've gone at this very differently. We're going to find out who's right. This is what I tell people. The beautiful thing about pro sports, it all comes out in the wash. So in 12 months or seven months, we're going to know, was Brian Burke right that this roster is constructed poorly and the payroll money has been spent in an imbecilic fashion at times, or are the Leafs right? And I'm perfectly willing to wait and see what happens. Jay from Regina has texted us on our ash. I don't do this often. Um, uh, Jay from Regina says, Bob, ask Brian if he thinks that Friedman calling the Matthews-Marner-Nylander line last night the negotiation line. Uh, if you ask me, there were no negotiations with Matthews. They handed him a blank check. <laughs> Well, I, Elliot came up with that right before we went on the air, and and I'm sure it's annoying the Toronto Maple Leafs greatly right now, but I'm not sure how much negotiating there was at the end on any of those either. Yeah, interesting. Uh, have you seen a discernible difference in the way they play? I mean, they, they want, did they not yeah. win their first three under Sheldon Keefe, and now they've dropped their last three, right? Uh, something like that, but it, it, there's a real difference. They're, they're clearly act as though they all just were playing Monopoly and got a got out of jail card free. <laughs> or jail jail free card. They all sure. they're all acting relieved. The team's looser. Uh and which is common when you fire a coach who is a hard coach. The new guy's gonna come in and play off that that softer side. So uh Sheldon's not hollering at them like Mike did. He's giving them a little more freedom. They're playing more of a puck possession game although last night they went back to straight dumpings in 85% of the time. But um, I, I don't see a discernible difference in how they play. But I remember doing a study for Pat Quinn 30 years ago. And he said, because well, we were going to fire Bob McCammon, and he said, what realistic, realistic impact can we expect from a coaching change? And the answer is, back then, and I know some analytics idiot's going to say, well, that's not true anymore. <laughs> but uh, but some back then, the answer was very little discernible difference after a coaching change. A short, a dead cat bounce, right? Like even a, a dead cat will bounce if you drop it on a trampoline. <laughs> you get the dead cat bounce, and then nothing. You know, usually yeah. the team, because it's based on the talent level of the team, not just coaching ability. So um, I think this guy deserves this chance, Sheldon Keith. I think so far they've done some things uh, much better. He's much more experimental, juggled the lines, tried different things, which, you know, Babcock refused to do here. So it's uh, it's been a breath of fresh air. But I just don't know about this team. I don't know if th- this is team is built to beat you 6-4. to four, And that doesn't work in the playoffs. And right now they're not scoring even three goals a game. 
So the 6-4 thing's out the window. But the last two games they played, they played Philly and they played Colorado dead even for 56 minutes. In each game, they played two good games back-to-back. Hard luck finish in Philly and a real hard luck finish last night where Jason Spezza set a pick on Morgan Riley. Yeah. Uh, do you... Uh... Do you do you do you think to yourself when you watch Edmonton play like and I'm gonna get I'll be more generic than that. Are there like whenever the Oilers play Ottawa at home and Ottawa has been a not to me they've had some good teams they've had some bad teams they they haven't played with a lot of jam they do have some physicality now like last night Borvietsky was stepping up on guys uh, Kachuk is it is it drag, drags his team into the fight a bit. Um, there's just some teams that don't match up well against other teams. I mean, Ottawa yeah, has won. They've won 11 of the last 12 games in Edmonton, Brian. We, Bob, we couldn't beat Buffalo when I was in Toronto. We could not beat them. When I was in Calgary, we could not win in Anaheim. It was like 12 years. 12 years, for Christ's sake. There, that's more than some guys have great careers in the NHL don't last 12 years. So it's inexplicable. And, and, it's, and that team is Ottawa. It's a problem for... Edmonton, and I have no answer because I've had that same mental block with teams throughout my career, depending on where we were. So I have no answer. I think you get once you lose six or seven, then you get spooked, and then you're like, "Well, we can't beat this team," and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. No problem winning there. Like the Oilers have yeah. had, they, the Oilers have had, they've beaten them six-two there a couple years ago. Like they've, they've, they've shredded them a couple times. Quite just like even last night, the first period it was all Oilers. They hit three goal posts. And they're only up one nothing after one, and then you know Koskin first time all year he gave up two bad goals in one game. And yeah, and and I watched the game very closely. Um, I did not do the game, but Elliot stayed and did that game last night. But I stayed and watched the first two periods with the guys, and then I whipped home and I caught the last fourteen minutes. So I saw most of the game. Um, I do think Edmonton caught a break on the review of the review goal with Mike Smith. I think that was in. Um, even though I think the replay was right, they said not conclusive, but I think that puck was in. Catch a break there. Um, but I can't explain it. Some teams have a block playing some teams in some buildings, and there's nothing you can do to explain it. Yeah, absolutely. We're joined right now uh, by Brian Burke from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Canadian Power Pack. Uh, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication solar. Brian, in this cap system, how difficult is it to make big trades? How how challenging would it be for a team to go out and get Taylor Hall, as an example? Well, Montreal and Colorado have cap space for something like that, but not too many other teams. Right. So if you're if you're if you're up against the ceiling, or even within you know a million and a half of the ceiling, you're going to have to get New Jersey to retain salary, which carries an asset cost. And if they're going to do that, they're going to want more or you're going to have to get them to take back players that make that kind of dough. And those won't be players that the Oilers want to move. I can't see it working at Edmonton. I'm sorry. I know people are excited about him coming back. I can't see it. And I do see other fits. I see other teams that have better pieces and more cap space, and it would make more sense to me as a rental. I I don't see anywhere where he's going to go and get the big seven-year deal right now like Mark Stone did. I think he's going to go as a rental and then pick a permanent home in July. Yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, John Gabriel Pajot, if you're Pierre Dorian, what would you do there? Well, the owner there said last year that they're going to start signing guys and keeping them. So they signed Shabbat, and I think they have to try to sign 
uh, Pajo. He's having a great year. He's a good player, very versatile. I thought he was the, one of the hardest-hitting guys on the ice last night. He was throwing his weight around. Yeah. And he can take face-offs. He can play wing or center. He can score in goals at a torrid rate right now. But I don't think you can count on that kind of offense from him long-term. But I would sit down and say, okay, we we're interested. Given your age, we would do a five-year deal at this, at X dollars. And if he doesn't, if he says he wants an eight-year deal or the money's crazy, then okay, we gave it our best shot. We'll, we'll, look, we'll look at it one more time. And then we're putting it on the, on the block. Yeah. What, what's fair for him? Five? Four and a half? Four? Yeah, I, I, I haven't run the numbers. Based on this year, it's five, but I think it's lower than that based on his, his, you know, his, his uh, performance through his career. Yeah. Brian Burke joining us right now. All right, Brian, let's switch focus here. Uh, you mentioned, you know, Mike was a hard coach. Uh, you can't be personal. We know that. We discussed that a bit last week. You know, it, it can't be racist, sexist, homophobic, any of that kind of stuff. It's completely inappropriate in today's world. It never should have been appropriate. Uh, some people had to uh, deal with things like that. But, but. If it's not personal, can a coach still be hard and demanding and have standards that he wants his players and push? Or is that the next uh, bastion that's going to get brought down here? Well, I hope I, in my lifetime, I hope, you know, I've said this before, uh, I hope they don't get rid of fighting in my lifetime and I hope they don't get rid of accountability in my lifetime. And, and I'm really discouraged in my press conference. This is six years ago, I said that in an era of disappearing accountability, I intend to be accountable. I'm getting fired today because I didn't win enough games. No excuses. The team got sold. Owners didn't like me. No excuses. I didn't win enough games. If I'd won enough games, they would have had to keep me. And I worry between the, the rules, like there's, you know, like, for example, bike helmets. Okay, everyone agrees bike helmets are smart, right? Yeah. We didn't wear them. Uh, but they're smart, so that's a good development. But at what point, like, I see kids on skateboards now, not going that fast, but helmets, elbow pads, wrist guards, shin pads, I mean, and I, and you re- remember the movie Bubble Boy, and you wonder, are we insulating our kids too much? Like, your, your kid now is likely to get to be about 15 and never have been in any kind of a fist fight or wrestling match. I'm not saying fighting's a great answer, but it's certainly a developmental tool and a, res- a dispute resolution strategy it worked when we were kids. So I worry about the same thing. If the evolution on the bench gets to where you can't demand performance and accountability, I don't know, then you're just taking a chance that the players feel like playing that night. I can't see it ever getting that far. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had this conversation uh, with the last two guys that have produced the show with me because they're both in their mid-20s. And neither, yeah. of, neither of them are over five fights, you know, in their life. Brendan, how many fights have you had? In my adult life, zero, Bob. In, how about as a kid? In between, you know, like over, under five? Under. I'll take the under. Uh, Brian, I, I probably had 50. Like, we oh, mo- I, we moved a lot, right? So uh, I had two older brothers. I'm in the hundreds. <laughs> how many did you win? None. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um just a quick uh, wrap-up thought here. Uh, so, so we're, you you want to make sure that we're still in a situation where guys can, uh, where players can be accountable. I think players, I think the best people, Brian, want that as well. Don't you? Yes, I think players want structure and accountability. I really believe human human beings crave it. You look at the organizations that people join; 
They have structure. They have rules. People crave some kind of order in their life. And I hope we never get to a point where you got to beg guys to play instead of telling them what to do. Yeah, with you all the way. Brian, uh, great stuff. Appreciate your time as always. We'll hook up next week, okay? Okay, Bob. Thank you. That's Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian uh, Power Pack. Again, you can text us. Uh, at 780-496-0063, we are going to get to, where are we going to go here? We're going to go to the Oilers Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. We've got John Shannon coming up, and uh, we'll tell you right now, the guests on the show receive gift certificates too. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cook right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown Northside and Sherwood Park locations. 121 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. All right, well, the Oilers get the LA Kings tomorrow night. There's still a few tickets left for that game. You can visit EdmontonOilers.com for more information. It's 125 in Edmonton, and we are going to go to the Oilers Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to JamesHBrown.com. Mr. Escott. Not much to report from around the league, which is a good thing from the standpoint of the teams. Leafs forward Andreas Janssen left last night's game with a leg injury is questionable Saturday against St. Louis. Justin Schultz has been sidelined since mid-November with a lower body injury, but is nearing a return to the Penguins' blue line. I believe he was skating at practice this morning. Nick Paul left the game uh, against the Oilers last night for the Ottawa Senators with a neck strain, also questionable for their next game. That happens in Philly. And just going through Reed Wilkins' Twitter account from some of the post, uh, post-practice post yep. comments, Bob. It looks like Nuge says he's feeling better. Not sure when he'll return to the lineup, though. Cassian says, quote, for sure he returns either tomorrow or Sunday against Buffalo. All right, well, yeah, they need those two guys back. They're missing them, that's for sure. It's 126 at Edmonton. Let's do this. Let's go back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Dave says, Bob, Leon is the slickest passer in the game. Uh he gets frustrated from poor passes from Larson, who needs a longer stick. That's what the Stexer is saying. Uh, Nurse is very tough, great athlete, very agile, uh, but not an accurate passer. Uh, Brian's uh, boy, Matt Benning, is underrated and missed right now. Just opinion, uh, my opinion, I love the others, especially Cassian, who should be utilized more in the power play and in overtime. Uh, well, he can skate. There's no question. Does Tom Wilson get a lot of overtime uh, work? We we would have to ask the other Brendan Ulrich that. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, 
You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, will Sidney Crosby be healthy for the game at Edmonton? I don't have that answer yet. That's He's been out a while. Man, they've had a lot of injuries there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like half, half their team's out. Uh, this one from Kevin in Victoria. Bob, forget Taylor Hall. He's injury prone, uh, injury prone and age is catching up to him. Uh, Cassian is like Gillies was with Trottier and Bossy. Keep him there, and let's not forget. Uh, and let's forget the Ottawa game. That was yesterday. All right. It's 127 in Edmonton. Let's go off to a global news weather traffic update. John Shannon coming up at 135 today on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.